Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, welcome back to our Lisk series, The Long Island Serial Killers, Long Island Serial Killing, what have you. And this is our last show of the year. And uh, again, Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, we hope everyone has a safe and healthy new year and, and a, a big year coming up. And what we hope here from the station and everyone who's been covering this and contributing to this, what we hope is that there is, there is new light and new hope for 2022 and there is a real belief that something finally will get done in 2022 with new district attorney Ray Tierney uh, Ray Tierney coming in and he is uh, highly anticipated he has been heralded from his work as a federal prosecutor and a and a local prosecutor in both Kings County, Brooklyn, and Suffolk County, where he started out his career. Uh, he worked under uh, Spoda and was uh, was not received well from Spoda and Jimmy Burke. Uh, he was not the type to to fall into line, and he uh, he did not get along with. Uh, the people who ended up uh, going to uh, federal prison and Jimmy Burke spent 46 months in federal prison for beating up a prisoner, Christopher Loeb, who's been on this show and Loeb uh, was beaten up while in handcuffs. As people know, uh, after he broke into Jimmy Burke, uh, the police chief that uh, the county executive Steve Ballone appointed, and he uh, broke in and, and stole sex toys, uh, gun holster, and all types of other things, and it, this uh, led Burke to uh, to to beating up. Christopher Loeb while in handcuffs and the follow-up to that basically is why as of December 11th Thomas Spoda 80 year old former DA in Suffolk County is in Danbury Connecticut in federal prison serving a five-year term and Christopher McPartland in Beaumont Texas serving the same five-year term and Chris McPartland was the the chief aide to Tom Spoda and again it all stems from the beating that Christopher Loeb got from uh, James Burke police chief that Steve Ballone has uh, had appointed right after he got elected in 2011 and when he took office in 2012 Ballone put his friend his colleague his confidant Jimmy Burke 
in charge of the police department. And as everyone knows by now, anybody who's been listening to the show, the two cleared out the FBI. And uh, that was, uh, you know, well known for years. And uh, let's give proper credit to Erin Moriarty, the multiple Emmy Award winner from uh, CBS in tw- uh, 48 Hours. And she did tremendous uh, work on Lisk and on the Long Island serial killing uh, subject. And and uh, Jerry Hart, at the time uh, of of this happening, and when when Ballone and Burke cleared out the FBI, Jerry Hart was the lead agent for Long Island for the FBI and. I know we've repeated this many times, but it's important to know why this happened and and how this happened. So Burke and Ballone cleared out the FBI and and basically had the run of the place. And Jimmy Burke, who came from Spoda's office, who was mentored by Tom Spoder. And back in the John Pius murder, in that case, Jimmy Burke was a 14-year-old witness to that murder where he testified that others put rocks in John Pius's mouth and choked him, suffocated him that way. Tom Spoda mentored him and and got testimony from Jimmy Burke, 14-year-old Jimmy Burke, and from that point on, developed a tremendous bond. And the the two men, you know, Spoda as the mentor and Burke as the student, uh, rose, you know, rose to prominence. And, you know, I met them in 2001 during the campaign, and Jimmy Burke was a highly regarded uh, uh, police officer on the way up. I didn't realize what his background was and what his internal um, records were. And he had involvement in prostitution ring. Wally was on the job. And all of this obviously was ignored by Tom Spoda and by Steve Ballone when Steve Ballone ultimately made him Jimmy Burke, that is, the police chief upon getting elected to county executive. Never removed him, never fired him. The other thing that happened this year, and we'll get back to Spoda uh, because that's significant and tremendous uh, impact, uh, Spoda and McPartland being sentenced is monumental. Uh, That means uh, the three top people, and by the way, all starting with Steve Ballone's appointment of Jimmy Burke because Jimmy Burke as police chief beat Christopher Loeb the the feds took uh, Loeb's testimony and the testimony of a couple of police officers who helped put Burke away and led to the cover-up that Tom Spoda and Chris McPartland were involved in and in uh, the 2012 event led to all types of things. By the way, so out of the four men, the only one who has not been charged with a crime as of yet is Steve Ballone, the county executive. And, uh, you know, again, I 
don't know whether he will be. I mean, what we know and what all evidence clearly points to is that Steve Ballone has covered up with Jimmy Ballone, uh, Jimmy Burke the Lisk situation. The Long Island serial killing has been a major cover-up. The reason we're talking about Spoda, Burke, and McPartland on the show is because there has been no investigation, virtually no investigation, of any kind regarding the, the serial killing. The other player in this whole non-investigation is Tim Sinney, and he basically has been the appointed police commissioner who came in after after Burke, but prior to that, he was Burke's boss as the uh, as, as the assistant county executive, deputy county executive, in charge of public safety. So for fifteen or sixteen months, depending on what timeline you follow, Tim Sinney was the boss of Jimmy Burke after. Burke had beat a handcuffed witness and no penalty was given to, to Burke either from Ballone, who appointed him and who appointed Sinney and Sinney who oversaw the police department in that position. So this has been a banner year for those who hope to get to the bottom of Lisk, this show was created, basically this year, the second series of Lisk was created to force, try to force, Steve Ballone, the county executive who appointed Burke and who allowed Burke to behave however he wanted to without punishment, without firing, to get Steve Ballone, who was talking about a run for governor, believe it or not, and uh, Tim Sinney, who was running for his first re-election, uh, turned out, you know, there's no other re-election. He, he lost uh, very badly on election day. It was almost 58% of the vote. And on November 2nd, uh, Tim Sinney was uh, sent packing by the voters of Suffolk County. And, you know, it's clear that the, uh, you know, that the four players have been, that have been penalized in this whole cover-up situation. Uh, Tom Spoda, uh, who, uh, of course, uh, went hand-in-hand with Chris McPartland for covering up Burke. Burke, of course, Pled out and did not want a did not want a a trial of any kind. I guess to protect Spoda, McPartland, and Ballone, and he uh, he copped a plea and did forty six months without a fight, rather than everything coming out. And of course, things came out anyway. The investigation continued. Uh, 
and spoiled to McPartland, as I said, as of December 11th, were sent to various federal prisons, to two different federal prisons. And as we speak, Tim Sinney is leaving office any day now, January 1st. Tim Sinney will no longer be the district attorney. And Ray Tierney will get his crack at all of this. And I, for one, and, and just about everyone else, is absolutely thrilled with what he's done. The the and is not only in his career in the election. Uh, by the way, I I don't know Ray Tierney all that well. I've gotten to know him now, and I'm very pleased to uh, it, it, with everything that I've gotten to know about him. But I didn't meet him until June, and at the time uh, he had uh, you know he had less than a probably less than a hundred thousand dollars on him to run a race against uh, Tim Sinney, who was an incumbent with. Uh, Ended up having, you know, two and a half million dollars or something along those lines. Plus, I think uh, Ballone desperately trying to keep Sydney in there, put $500,000 in. So God knows how much altogether it was between Ballone and Sydney. But as of July 15th, the filing deadline for the district attorney's race 2021, Ray Tierney, the challenger only had $185,000, so it didn't look like a very promising prospect of Tierney running and winning. Of course, it didn't bother him. He just ran straight ahead. Non-political individual, didn't know any of the political leaders before the year started, and uh, very silly, very absolutely ridiculous uh, claim by Newsday during the campaign. Of course, they were with uh, Ballone and Sinney the whole time, but Newsday had said that he was the political, that Tierney was the political um, candidate, which was just very, very silly, laughable. And I'm sure they, they're embarrassed that they wrote that. And, uh, you know, they, you know, people just, you know, aren't that stupid. And that was just a, a ploy to, to, you know, try to help Sinney get elected. Uh, but Sinney, the the salary that he got, I, I believe it's somewhere around, I don't have the exact number, but it's somewhere around $210,000 a year for district attorney, just like, a, you know, county executive, probably somewhere around there. So for four years, somewhere around eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars that Tim Sinney was paid he he basically uh, we could say with a straight face uh, Mr. Sinney here's your eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars walk away knowing that you're getting this for doing absolutely 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 nothing you've done nothing in your four years there was some silliness about MS-13 we spoke about that all throughout the campaign and you know he originally was saying and it was ridiculous uh, he has a, a handler named uh, Justin Myers who came up with the line the man who took down MS-13 
are very silly, of course. Uh, two weeks after they used the line, MS-13 protested by slaughtering those four children, kids, uh, not children, but kids, young people in central Islip, which was a horrific murder, and they immediately took credit for it. So, uh, you know, the silliness that MS-13 was taken down somehow was was the one thing that he was he was pushing and you know it became a a subject in the campaign because he really didn't have much else Tim Sinney that is to to push and he was pushing that idea and the guy that was running against him had taken down more MS serious uh, takedown of more MS-13 members, the the street gang, than uh, than anybody else probably in the history of the United States. Uh, Ray Tierney had taken him down while he was in the while he was in the uh, uh, the federal prosecutor role, and you know he did work obviously in the the local role. Uh, in both Kings County and Suffolk County uh, with the same. So it was it was kind of silly where Cine, uh was uh, was making that claim. And the public didn't buy it. Uh, big reason we we exposed it here on the show. He didn't take down anyone. Um, he didn't get any MS-13 members on on murder or manslaughter. Um, I think he tried somebody. Or he, I, I don't think he tried anybody, but uh, he he got somebody to cop a plea on conspiracy to commit murder or something. But according to Cine, uh, it, every member of MS-13, and we've said this before, every member of MS-13 has to kill two people in order to get into the gang. And, you know, he said that. And then basically let all of them go afterwards. So anyway, look, for for four years, for four years, Tim Sinney got about $210,000 for doing absolutely, absolutely, absolutely nothing. Nothing on Lisk. And, uh, you know, the belt was an embarrassment. We could see already what's, uh, what's happening with, with Tierney before he even gets in, he's made the announcement of of some key personnel. No, no political players whatsoever. No, uh, you know, political hacks, if you want to call them. No, no big name political people at all. No small name political people at all are even there. Uh, he's developing an all star team, and he's going after Lisk, and he's taking all of the information from Lisk and the investigation, and he's putting it into a neutral site, if I understand him correctly, and it's just all public information. And it's in a neutral position where uh, federal agents, FBI agents, and um, U.S. attorneys could look at it freely. This is a departure, a tremendous departure from what Ballone and Cine and Jim Burke have done, and uh, you know, of course, I, I'm sure uh, Tim Sinney uh, will not be in public office 
ever again. Um, he's uh, he got a despicable track record. And Ballone, who, again, is still there and uncharged. He has not been charged for any cover-up or any crimes committed. Or uh, As of yet, he's been investigated by many different entities. And he's had his back covered from Spoda to uh, Tassini. Now, all of a sudden, there is a, a new district attorney that he doesn't control. He controlled Spoda because of, of Burke. He put on a a, a show uh, asking for Spoda to resign when Spoda was <laughs> clearly resigned. Um, the the feds had gotten him and uh, Ballone uh, put on this little show, but of course never got rid of Jimmy Burke. Uh, and and now again, uh, Tim Sinney, who was who was basically served as a as a puppet for Steve Ballone is gone. Ray Tierney's taking office. I know this isn't news, but this is kind of a recap of what's going on this year. When we come back after this, more with our LISC series. And once again, Happy New Year to everyone and hoping uh, that everyone has a, a, a very healthy and prosperous new year. And LISC should be a big subject this year. Frank McKay signing off just for now, but we'll be back right after this with more Breaking Down. Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back to our LISC series and welcome back to Breaking It Down. And as we've uh, been saying, uh, we're kind of talking about uh, the end of the year and, and the year in LISC. And strangely enough, the the year was eventful when it comes to LISC. And a big reason why is because the DA is now in place that could uh, that could solve this and that I believe will solve the Long Island serial killing with Tim Sinney in there. Obviously nothing was going to get done. He knows it. We know it. Everyone knows it. And he did not um, have any intention of, of doing anything. Uh, you know, again, you know, we can go over and over the, the belt and everything else prior to him. So the four years, if anyone was hoping, well, like I was, I and mean, that's what turned me on, Cinny, uh, we were hoping something would get done in the four years. I don't know why I had any kind of expectations. I feel foolish now that, you know, looking back, it's just, it seems ridiculous thinking that Cinny would do anything whatsoever, and and he didn't. And again, I won't go in the belt again because it's, uh, it's beating a dead horse, but the the belt was uh, announced the pictures of 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 this mysterious belt which was a joke uh, was announced about a week before john ray was going to get the ruling from the appellate division that he was going to be able to hear the 911 tapes and it'll be interesting to see what what uh, ray tierney says about the 911 tapes and and you know, I guess he has to hear them first and everything else, and we'll let him work on his his process. One of the things 
that I've been saying, and I said it a little earlier, is that that he is developing an all-star team over there, and everyone that I've heard of that he's hired is you know somebody that I don't know from the political world, and I you know know the political world pretty well out here. So none of those folks, but instead specialists in their fields, and. Uh, you know, again, you know, I'll let him announce names. I don't know what's official and what's not. Uh, one that I know that everyone's going to be uh, either surprised, excited, both about is Tanya Lopez. And if you think about what Tanya Lopez's role was in the in the Jimmy Burke situation, she was a reporter for Newsday who covered Burke and who uncovered the the whole situation with Christopher Loeb and I spoke to him recently and well, I was texting back and forth with Christopher Loeb and and he was uh, he was shocked and thrilled that Tanya Lopez would would be working here and and so many people are and a, a big reason why is because she has shown that She's willing to, and I don't know Tanya, I, maybe I spoke to her one time in my life. She's the former Newsday reporter that really got, you know, got, got shut down by the system. And she ended up working for Tom DiNapoli, who's a great guy, by the way, the county, the county, the state controller, Tom DiNapoli. And he's a friend here and a friend of mine. And, you know, he ended up hiring Tanya Lopez and it, it was uh, it was for work in uh, you know, I guess in the press area. She worked out of New York City, and the press area um, of the controller's office. And I just don't know the workings of the the controller's office, but and I know that when she started exposing the corruption that was going on out here, and it had anything close to uh, the the DA's office, the LISC investigation, Jimmy Burke, uh, she was going to be met with resistance and uh, tremendous resistance came and, you know, Newsday buckled and they they didn't back her up and I'll let her speak for herself, but I mean, from from an outsider's standpoint, um, you know, Newsday did a terrible job on backing up this particular reporter. She's the one reporter who was uh, who was taking on the system. I mean, really taking on the system. And a lot of investigative uh, journalists or so-called investigative journalists, uh, you know, will take on the little guy who can't fight themselves uh, out of a uh, out of a paper bag because they don't have the the wherewithal to do it. To take on the sitting police chief, the DA. And the uh, the system, the county executive, is a much different situation. And I could speak from personal uh, personal experience on that. Even this last year, here we are talking about and criticizing uh, Tim Sinney. In the in the very beginning, nobody in the world wanted to talk to me about it. Nobody wanted to come in privately. People would say, "Wow, I'm glad you're doing this," but no one wants to take on a sitting DA, they can do so much to cause havoc in your life. And, and you know, no one wanted to take on Jimmy Burke. Right, let's t- talk about Jimmy Burke for, for a moment. And again, he was put in by Steve Ballone. He was appointed by Steve Ballone, his buddy. 
his confidant and and the two of them worked in partnership uh, as soon as Ballone got elected in 2011. First thing he did was put his uh, put his guy Jimmy Burke in. It was no one else. It was Steve Ballone who put in Jimmy Burke, and Jimmy Burke was um, an amazing story, and we touched on it before. He was the witness or a key witness for Tom Spoda, who at the time was prosecuting the John Pius case, and found the fourteen year old, as I mentioned, fourteen year old Jimmy Burke to be a key witness in this horrendous case where John Pius young boy was was killed for um for uh, you know insane reasons and it was it was murdered in a brutal way where rocks were shoved down his throat and it put Tom Spoda on the map and it put Jimmy Burke on the map for Tom Spoda and other folks in in the prosecutory world, but mainly Tom Spoda, and, and it allowed those two to begin that relationship to get close. And I, I don't know how to measure how to measure the the uh, effect that witnessing something like that, if in fact what he said was true, Jimmy Burke. I don't know what effect that has on a 14-year-old. Uh, you got to imagine it's a, it's a pretty big deal. But Jimmy was a troubled kid uh, by all reports prior to that. And uh, there's a book coming out in, in 2022, maybe March, maybe May. Uh, Gus Garcia Roberts, who also at one time wrote for Newsday, and I think it's called Jimmy the King, and it's about Jimmy Burke. And, you know, again, this is uh, this is going to be an explosive book and it's all focused on a very fascinating figure. And again, the man who Steve Ballone appointed to be police chief. Now, having said that. We we get so much information here and, and a lot of it is on Burke because he's such a colorful character and it's very difficult to get people to speak on the record. Because who wants to speak out against Jimmy Burke? Jimmy Burke is, by all accounts, nuts. And, you know, again, I never had cross words to say with him. I always liked him. He's, he's, uh, he was a, a, you know, he was a funny guy. He was a, um, I, I don't know, he, a gregarious. Uh, uh, he had personality. And obviously there was this major dark there is that he's he's still with us of course and he's still among the freedom uh and he did his 46 months in jail and you know for all we know he will never do another day but he and steve Ballone covered up a a, a serial killing and you wonder why so <clears throat> i've got a million steve Ballone stories too and and again he's in power at this point and he's county executive so people are less likely to come on the record and uh, and and talk about uh, Balone because he could still hurt you. He could still take a job away from you or take a job away from someone you know. So <clears throat> people don't like to do that. Same thing with the DA. Now everyone's coming out with Tim Sinney information. You know, it's like you know where were you a couple of months ago before 
November 2nd, which was election day, and we could have used information to expose what he was. As it turns out, we had enough, and it was the right timing for a a guy like that to be put out to pasture in, uh, in, in the, the most appropriate way possible. And, of course, that is a... Uh, uh, that is an understatement. This is uh, this is how the system is su- supposed to work. You expose someone who's corrupt and incapable and incompetent uh, in doing a certain job, especially DA. And if you wrap it around something as quote unquote sexy as a as a serial killing, and you start pointing that out. You start poking holes in in this Boy Scout, you know, this guy who has uh, tried to make himself look as clean as they possibly come. And, of course, that's anything, anything but. The bad guy here, really, well, the bad guys in the cover-up aspect of it is Steve Ballone, the county executive, who's the most corrupt county executive in the history of, of, of anywhere, but certainly Suffolk County. Uh, there is nothing more corrupt than the Steve Ballone administration for county executive. And Jimmy Burke, you can say the same for him as his tenure as, as police chief and beating the crap out of Christopher Loeb while in handcuffs is what exposed everything that uh, that came down. And once again, it was Tanya Lopez who spoke out against it. And, and she didn't last very long at Newsday for having done that. So again, it'll show you, you know, something, it'll give you some indication of just how awful these systems are. And this particular system here in Suffolk County, it's, uh, it's disgraceful. And you get a, a, a corrupt, um, ruthless county executive like, uh, like Ballone, uh, he will keep a corrupt guy in if he's in league with him or if that guy has something on him. So what does is, what is Jimmy Burke have on Steve Ballone? Uh, or more specifically, what does he have on Steve Ballone's best friend and Steve Ballone and Bobby Strickoff? And that you have to you have to wonder. Jimmy Burke is uh, is someone now I never got too close to him. I had a good relationship with him, but I'm not into what he's into. You know, I'm happily married. I'm you know I have kids. You know I'm uh, you know I'm you know I don't want to put a halo over my head, but I mean when compared to all of these guys, <laughs> you know there's a halo on my head. I mean th- these guys are into crazy crazy things and the majority of the people listening out there um would never uh, be able to deal with what goes on there uh, balone is able to balone is made from from the same cloth that burke is and and again by no means am i saying that these two men killed anybody i'm not saying they didn't right but i'm not saying they did what I'm saying is they covered this up. Let me give you an example. I'll give you an example of, of something I got that people wouldn't go on record for. Uh, there used to be a club called Wall Street, and and uh, Jimmy Burke used to go there, and he, he danced. I, I didn't know that about him from you know the political world, but uh, many different women told me he was a good dancer. He was actually a fun um, 
you know, I don't know, you call it a date, but you know, when he's out on the dance floor, he was funny. He, he said all kinds of things. But again, his dark side uh, came out. Now, as a woman, oh, I wish he would. She would talk because she has some stories. Let me tell you, she has some amazing stories. And and she gave them to me on background, which means I could use them, but I can't use her name. And, you know, I never would do that. By the way, if any of you, any of you listening, have information on anything and you tell me it's off the record, it's off the record. But I could start looking into it uh, myself. And if you give it to me on background, that means I could use the information I just can't say where I got it from, and I, I'm telling you, I've never been accused from anyone during all of this about um, about giving anybody up. I mean, I, I never will. But anyway, so this this woman, when she first met Jimmy Burke, she was uh, she was dancing with him, and you know, I got to clean up the language here because we're on terrestrial radio stations, and and you want to make sure that we don't <laughs> say anything. Uh, you know, I could. Uh, it, you know, I, I could use beeps, but I won't. I'll, I'll letter it out, let's say. So, Jimmy, allegedly, 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 was dancing with this, this uh, woman um, in Wall Street. And he said to her, you look like a tough chick. You look like you could really take a punch. And she said... She said, God, what a thing to say. She says, what do you want to F me? Or you want to beat the crap out of me? And he said, why does it have to be one or the other? This is a a woman that he just met. And he's saying this. And and he said it in in, in a way where, you know, I don't know. I mean, I would never dream if I was single. I'd, I'd never dream of saying something like that. But, I mean, he said it. And the way he said it was with with such ease, and 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 she took it. You know what I mean? She she uh, kind of just went with the flow because he said it with such comfort. And if you if you think about it, what a what a line to to use on a woman that you're trying to sleep with, right? I mean, he said, "You look like you could take a punch. You look like a tough chick." And, and and she comes back and and she's you know what, what do you want to f me or do you want to do you want to uh, beat the crap out of me? And she said something else other than crap. And and for him to say why does it have to be one or the other? In other words, what she's saying he said is why can't I sleep with you and beat the crap out of you at the same time? You know, and it's it, it's and knowing. Jimmy and knowing different things that he's I, by the way I've got like hundreds of little things like this it's just that she's so credible I I, I I don't doubt a single word that she said she was so frank with me with what happened with the relationship and I didn't know her that well I don't you know I she just came forward as a as a source and I, you have so many people that have these stories, you know, these Burke stories and, uh, and, you know, and there's Balone stories like that too. And there's, you know, there's, there's some really dark Balone and Strickoff stories. We'll get into them in the, in the new year. And I'm going to continue on uh, with Lisk, by the way, uh, until, uh, in, until it looks like it's getting in the way of something. Um, 
I, I think I've said this to everyone, and I, I, unfortunately, I don't share a lot of the information I, I get here uh, because it is on, uh, it's on background or it's off the record, but I, uh, I share it with Tierney, and I'm so glad he won because I was going to have to develop a whole new set of contacts with the feds if he lost because there was no way I was going to give anything to to Sinny because he would just bury it right it was no way he was going to do anything with it but i have some information and and it's you know if anyone's out there thinking oh i'll go get rid of you in this way you won't have the no i mean i've already given the information to the incoming da and and i've put uh that individual in touch with people who give it, it would give me this information except in cases where where they uh, they didn't want to do that, and and I, you know, again, I'll stand firm with all of that, and you know, there there is someone who who gave me some unbelievable information that I've already turned over to Tierney, and I know he's shared it with different people, and but this individual does not want to talk to him, and you know, as a as a reporter, right? I'm reporting, I have. Um, you know, I have a privilege not to, uh, you know, share who that is with. And I don't think that Ray Tierney, you know, having gotten uh, to know him during this campaign, I don't think he would pressure me for that. But if uh, if it turns out to to be monumental and, and there's a whole bunch of different items that I could say could turn out to be monumental. Um, but this one in particular, I'm going to go back again to the individual who gave this to me and i'm going to urge that person to speak to tierney or to somebody that uh, that will take it to the next level and get me out of the the middle of it because it it will solve if this information is correct right it, it will solve uh, at least one aspect of lisk and and solve at least one of uh, the murders if and again if it's accurate and um i'll tell you what i mean it's uh, it, it, there is a lot of good information that i've uh, i've received uh, because of the show and and i've given it forward exactly where i should have like i said i would have given it to the feds if uh, if if Cine would have won um but i'm very confident with what uh, what tierney is doing and just to finish off final word on it uh, the the most encouraging thing that, you know, everything's encouraging. Everything's looking brighter when it comes to list because Cine is gone and Ballone is, you know, lame duck. He's, uh, you know, virtually powerless. He's got a couple of years more of power. So you're getting the really corrupt people out of there. The people that are at, at the top at this point uh, are, are good people. Errol Toulon is a terrific uh, sheriff and a terrific person um if uh, if he has any information on on some solving any kind of crime he's going to solve it you know and whatever tierney i'll say exactly the same thing about uh rodney harrison the new police commissioner i'm sure balone choked on his breakfast when when he said that he's going to concentrate on lisk and he's going to do whatever that's not what balone wants to hear because balone is in one way or another in very very serious trouble as this information starts going even the information that i that i have 
that came from different sources. It directly, indirectly, um, is is very problematic for Balone. I'm sure he would uh, privately, <laughs> if uh, if he could, he'd kill me with his car if he had a, the opportunity. But um, I'm sure he hates me, as does Cine. But uh, again, that uh, comes with the with the territory here. But uh, the information that that is coming forward and is constantly coming forward is is solid i mean i you know we'll we'll find out i'm not a professional prosecutor by any means i'm not a professional investigator um a radio show host and and uh, my job is just to pass it along now we have a good clean uh batch of folks uh, and by the way the whole county-wide public officials john kennedy is a solid guy um Judy Pascal is uh, is solid. There's one super corrupt individual left. There is one disgrace left, and it's it's Steve Ballone. He's he's a terrible, terrible human being. And as this year unfolds, you will see more and more. Uh, by the way, uh, I'll close with this, and I'll let everyone um, enjoy their new year. But uh, let me just say this: when all is said and done, Steve Ballone is going to be the antithesis he is going to be the let me let me change the word uh, he is he is going to be the the absolute iconic corrupt politician and the figure that you would see as a movie villain type politician when all is said and done even if a tenth of what i have and what other people have is accurate steve balone is going to go down as one of the most corrupt politicians in the history of the country it's on he's covered up a serial killing and again i'll end with that as my last word of the new year on list steve balone and jimmy burke i've said it a million times have covered up a serial killing a serial killing and this is the year that Steve Blone gets exposed. I think he's looking for a way out. He knows, uh, probably knows what I have. Uh, he knows what other people have. And and now, unfortunately, Ray Tierney has all of that, and he's going to share everything with the, with the feds. But Steve Blone is, uh, is, in my estimation, is looking for an exit strategy. He's in serious, serious, serious trouble. Um, and, and again, I'm not saying anyone killed anybody. But it, it's going to it, it's going to be very clear that he's covered up this serial killing. Uh, Frank McKay signing off for now, and we'll be back with more of our list series as the new year goes in, and and, and until we're asked to stop because we're getting in the way, we'll we'll continue to go. Um, we'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. Happy New Year. <laughs>